Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The narrative. Talk about that tonight. We'll talk about Jeff Charles and libertarianism. He's coming on to talk about libertarianism. Can it take hold? Is it going to take hold? Do the American people even want it? Kevin Kiley, new congressman from California, a hilarious light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Have you heard the news? You know what I wish we had right now? 
I wish we had that theme song. Remember the TV show, The Jeffersons? It's freaking hysterical. I used to watch it with my family when I was a kid. And they'd have that song on there, moving on up. We're moving on up to the east side. That's basically what the song sounded like. We here at the first TV are moving on up. Where are we going? Oh, don't, don't worry. We're right here. We're right here. Don't worry. But we're also going to be on DirecTV now. DirecTV now, coming soon, very soon, shouldn't be too long at all, you will be able to watch me on DirecTV. How about that? So, looks like we're moving on up in the world around here, which is good. I am thrilled, actually. And you know why I'm thrilled? I need to call my mom. I need to call my mom and tell her, hey, tune in, because she has DirecTV. Tune in, watch the show on DirecTV, because you're going to want to see me on DirecTV before we all die in nuclear holocaust. I think that's an important thing. Now, I joke, but I only half joke. Let's address the news. You know, let me, before I do this, let me say, you know I don't really like talking about Russia, Ukraine. And for those who are just now tuning in, this is why I don't like talking about Russia, Ukraine. I don't like anybody. I don't like Vladimir Putin. I don't like Russia. I don't like Ukraine. Well, I'm talking about the leadership there. It's a horribly corrupt country and has been for a long time, just like Russia is. I hate them both. My heart only goes out to the Ukrainian people, the civilians who've been killed and displaced by this whole thing. I don't care about Vladimir Putin. I don't care about Ukraine. I don't care who wins. That's, to be, that's just the honest truth with you. I want the Ukrainian civilians to stay alive and stay happy. That's all I care about. I don't like Zelensky. I don't like Putin. I don't like any of them. So that's why I don't talk about it very much. But I do think there is an interesting thing we can discuss. Very interesting. Nuclear weapons. How do we conduct ourselves? This was Joe Biden making the announcement about the Abrams tanks. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Okay. All right. I'll get to the details, some details on the Abrams tanks here in a second, but let's get to this really quickly. You see two different things out there, and they can both be kind of true, but one of them bothers me the most. And these are the two different things you see when you're dealing with war and foreign conflict with countries like Russia. You'll see this. Well, we can't let Russian nukes determine what we do. You see that? That's one. That's a very common thing you see, especially on the right. And then you'll see the second thing, which is, well, we can't do anything because they have nuclear weapons. Okay, well, I think... As is often the case, it's not black and white, it's gray. Let's, let's address the second thing first. What? What is that supposed to mean? We can't ever do anything foreign policy-wise that offends a foreign power that has nuclear weapons? That's, that's not true. That, that can't be true. That can't be the world we live in. But set that aside. Let's go to the first thing. Well, them having nukes shouldn't determine our foreign policy. I see this all the time. I think people think it sounds tough or smart. I don't care that they have nukes. Go Ukraine! What do you mean you don't care that they have nukes? What does that mean? Do you think that sounds tough or intelligent? Russia. They are led by a man who is allegedly dying. A hardcore nationalist who is dying and 
is probably going to be killed by his own people if he loses this war. He also happens to be in possession of enough nuclear weapons to destroy the entire planet several times over. Oh, and did I mention he has the ability to deliver said nuclear weapons anywhere he wants, anytime he chooses to do so. So I'm sorry, but your, I don't care that he has nukes, that doesn't matter, falls a little flat when you consider Vladimir Putin can wipe out 100, 200 million Americans in an afternoon if he chooses to do so on his way out the door. What do you mean you don't consider this at all? Which brings me to the Russian-Ukraine thing. Another reason, look, another reason I don't care. We just had nine Ukraine officials resign. Why? Corruption. Bribery. We're talking mega yachts and mansions and everything else. And the United States of America, we are out there not only saying we won't, we're refusing, people have asked, we're refusing to audit the funds we've sent them. In the wake of official officials resigning, we are still taking the official stance that there's no misuse of funds at all. You said previously in your assessment of both military and economic aid to Ukraine that at this point thus far you haven't seen any signs of corruption or misuse? Correct. Okay. But there is corruption there. There's corruption here. There's corruption everywhere. Ukraine was a horribly corrupt country with bought and paid for politicians and business leaders long before Russia crossed its borders. That has to be something we consider when we consider when we continue to throw gobs and gobs of taxpayer money at them. Can we get an accounting? And so what we've done now is we've taken this stance that nobody, not a single person, can elaborate for me. And this is what our stance is. No, I don't care what Putin does. No, Putin has to lose. No, Putin has to leave. No, give Ukraine everything they want. And I ask the simple question, okay, what if Putin won't leave? What then? I know you want him to leave. Shoot, I want him to leave. Get out, go back home, go back to Russia, leave the Ukrainian people alone. I, I want him to leave. What I want doesn't matter. What you want doesn't matter. What the United States of America wants doesn't matter. The man in possession of enough nuclear weapons to end life on the planet as we know it, right now at least, doesn't want to leave. So what's the plan? And do keep in mind that America, our foreign intelligence, our leaders, our generals, our presidents, our senators, our State Department, they haven't won a war in decades. They haven't put together a coherent strategy to win a war in decades. In fact, we know courtesy of things like the Afghanistan papers, about five minutes after we arrived in Afghanistan, they're looking around saying, hey, uh, we don't really know what the mission even is. What's the mission? How does this end? If there's not going to be any negotiation at all, because I see this all the time from people trying to sound tough and smart, nothing! He doesn't get one square inch. Okay, okay. Um, what's the plan? I, I need to know. I don't want to hear about your emotional response. I'm not interested in it at all. Now I have my friend lives there. I don't care. Couldn't possibly care less. I want to know 
what's the plan? Because if he doesn't want to surrender and he feels like he's going to die if he does surrender and he is in possession of many, many, many nuclear weapons, I want to know what the plan is. Does anyone have one at all? I don't think so. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. Still have a great show for you. We got Jeff Charles. We got Kevin Kylie. We're going to improve your night's sleep. We got to do a lot. I guess I should probably talk about that now. Um, American made. It's not just something we do every now and then to feel patriotic. We do it because products are better here. That's crap you buy that's made in China sucks. Where do you sleep? How good is your mattress? You want the greatest night's sleep you've ever had in your life? with a patriotic company and an American-made bed, a family company. Generations, generations. That's what GhostBed is. And they have GhostBeds for sale right now. 30% off with the promo code JESSE. If you want an adjustable base, and uh, let me just tell you, as somebody who got one with my mattress, you want an adjustable base. You know how nice it is to wake up in the morning and roll over and press a button and have the base come on up and kind of wake you up as you get on your phone and turn off your alarm. It's wonderful. That's 40% off. Go to ghostbed.com slash jesse. Promo code jesse, all right? 30% off the mattress, 40% off the mattress and base. Go enjoy the greatest night's sleep ever, all right? We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. The narrative. Because obviously the Paul Pelosi stuff is in the news today. But this is way, way, way beyond the Paul Pelosi stuff and the cameras from the Capitol Police there and the body cam stuff and it... This goes way beyond that. If you think about this, in, only in the frame of this particular story, you're going to miss it. You're really going to miss the boat on this. There's something you have to prepare yourself for. It will be true your entire life, and so you need to be ready for it. And you need to prepare the people around you. And that is the setting of the narrative. The setting of the narrative. The narrative. How you think about things is so critical to how you will react and how most of the population will react and how they will move for something. Let me give you a little example here. Let's say you wanted to learn the piano. You want to become a pianist. You want to become a pianist. Anyway, you want to learn the piano. And your mother hires you a piano instructor. Woohoo! you're excited. But then right before your first lesson, you get pulled aside by your friend and say, hey, that dude who's going to be teaching you piano, I found out he's a Nazi. He was a Nazi camp guard. Did you know that? This guy is a murderer and a, and a, and a monster. Okay, so you sit down and do your piano lesson. Let's say you don't cancel. And everything he tells you, what would you be thinking about? 
How would you be framing it? Whatever he said, it would, it would shade everything because your friend got to you before your first lesson. He got to you first before you met the guy, and now he has shaded everything you do. Whether or not that guy is or isn't a Nazi really doesn't matter at all because in your mind, he already is. Therefore, when he yells at you a little bit, no, no, not that key, you think, what, are you going to kill me too? Shades everything. That's why you need to prepare yourself whenever any story comes out, and there will be a new one tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. You need to prepare yourself for 24 to 48 hours of lies, agenda-driven lies. They're not trying to find the truth. They're not trying to get you the truth. They're not, they're not doing any of this stuff at all. They're trying to set a narrative for their own political purposes. And the reason I bring this up is the right misses this over and over and over again. And actually beyond missing it, the right will go out and help them do it time and time again. And then when they always get caught flat-footed, they'll come around in a week, two weeks, three weeks. Oh, man, dang, guys, I can't believe they got me. Woo. It turns out 15 days to slow the spread wasn't a good idea, guys. My bad. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're owning it. I'm glad you're coming around, but it's too late. You have 24 to 48 hours on the right to lock shields with, the, with your fellow man on the right and fight back against the false narrative the communist apparatchiks are setting. If we don't join forces, join lock shields and fight back in 24 to 48 hours, then it's already lost. Immediately, Paul Pelosi, the story comes out, in 24 to 48 hours, there was this full court press. Oh my gosh, it's some deranged MAGA guy. He was trying to hunt down and assassinate Nancy. Poor Paul, these violent right-wingers. From the president on down, 24 to 48 hours, they all jumped in. And I sat and watched half of the politicians and pundits on the right go along. Yeah, man, it is, it is too bad. And what do we get? What's the real truth? Well... The district attorney didn't think you needed to see any body cam footage. Are you planning to release the 911 call or any body camera video? Um, not at this time. Not at this time, huh? Went on to say that it would just promote conspiracy theories. People were mad at her. You should admire it because she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows. Oh, yeah, sure. That video looked bad. But it didn't matter because we spent 48 hours setting the narrative. It's too late now. The narrative is all that matters. Remember that. All right. I still have a great show for you. I still have the best socks on the planet. Do you know that? Have I ever told you about my socks? Are you interested in my socks? Be honest. Are you interested in my wallet? My Grip6 wallet? Where my cards are locked in see that they're the cards why aren't they coming out i'm shaking why aren't they coming out oh that's because they're locked in hard case this is my favorite design but you can design your own they have many more designs when i want them out don't worry it's no problem i just squeeze and up they pop or they lock right back in but they do have the best socks too at grip six it's like they're just like massaging my feet all day go to gripsix.com promo code jesse enjoy the best socks you've ever had all right We'll be back.
Just a short time ago, the Republicans won back control of the House of Representatives. And it was with a great Trump-endorsed candidate, Congressman-elect Kevin Kiley, who is a fantastic person, a fantastic person. And I'm very happy it was his vote that did it. How about that? Man is finally in Congress. Joining me now, Congressman Kevin Kiley of California. Congressman, that had to feel mighty good walking into Congress the first time, did it not? Uh, yeah, you know, that was uh, that was an interesting moment, for sure. And uh, I didn't really expect that I'd be number 218 to sort of uh, be the person to officially uh, fire Nancy Pelosi uh, from her uh, job as speaker. Uh, but uh, that's the way things came out. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really, it was very nice of the president there. Uh, and it's certainly nice to be in the majority uh, to have a chance to really do some damage control here to change the direction of the country, especially after, after you know, I've been in California for some years now uh, in the super duper minority. So it's nice to be able to have good, sensible legislation that we can pass for the benefit of our constituents. Well, actually, that's where we're going right now. I hate to drag you back into that area, but I have a California question because there's somebody in your beautiful state that I am very concerned about. This was me a little bit earlier this week. That feeling I used to get when I looked at Barack Obama and I didn't really know who he was yet. And I think about past Jesse and I think, boy, you really should have been paying more attention to that guy because he's going to do lots of damage to your country. That's how I feel when I look at Gavin Newsom right now. Congressman, I'm worried about this person. Should I be? Well, of course you should be. He is ruining the greatest state in the country, uh, California. This is not uh, hyperbole. I mean, you look at our state for 170 years, uh, we had a population that was growing. It was the state everyone wanted to come to. Uh, Gavin Newsom is the person who brought that uh, trend uh, to its breaking point and flipped it around. And so under the last uh, the last three years, under his governorship, for the first time in our state's history, we have had a net population decrease. As a matter of fact, for three years in a row, California has led the nation in one-way U-Haul rentals. And when you look at our beautiful state, everything we have to offer, you have to be pretty bad at governing uh, to sort of uh, override all of the good things about our state and make people want to leave. And so California is the perfect case study in the absolute failure of these far-left, so-called progressive woke policies. They're ruining the greatest state in the country. And yes, now Gavin Newsom wants to use them to ruin the greatest country in the world. He says California is a model for the nation. Those are his words. Biden, quite frankly, uh, seems to believe that in many ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, those of us in California know that nothing could be further from the truth. California is not a model for the nation. It is a warning to the nation. Can you explain to people who aren't in California, because I'm worried about this guy becoming president, why are people leaving? Because I was stationed there. Shoot, I've spent all kinds of time there. And it really is, it is paradise. It is freaking paradise. So to pack up your stuff and leave California, something has to suck bad. What's wrong? Well, that's right. We have so many things going for us. You know, everything you could ever want is here in California. We have our amazing mountains and beautiful scenery and beaches and amazing companies and culture, amazing cities. And yet we have a government that has managed to make it so we're the state that has the highest uh, taxes, that has the worst business climate and regulations, that has the highest level of poverty 
of any state in the country that is the worst homelessness by far uh, of any state in the country uh, that has pretty much the worst education outcomes, especially in underserved communities of any state in the country that has the most onerous restrictions uh, on personal freedom uh, of any state in the country that had during the COVID era the most uh, draconian lockdowns across the board when it came to business shutdowns, when it came to church shutdowns, when it came to school shutdowns, when it came to mask mandates, when it came to vaccine mandates, when it came to vaccine passports, every single step of the way, California was the most coercive state. Uh, and so, you know, this is just sort of what we're dealing with here. And uh, in recent years, it's only continued to get worse, but never more so than under the governorship of Gavin Newsom. You're on the House Judiciary Committee, by the grace of God. All right, where do you guys begin? We have lots of problems we need some oversight on. Where, where do you begin? What's on the agenda? Well, it's going to be a very uh, expansive agenda because there is so much that we need to look into uh, in terms of what's going on at DOJ, of course, uh, in terms of what's going on uh, at the border, uh, in terms of uh, the way that this administration has targeted parents and used counterterrorism resources against them and called uh, parents uh, domestic terrorists, uh, in terms of the way that uh, the government has been colluding uh, with big tech in order to censor uh, political opposition, uh, in terms of the origins of COVID-19 and, uh, and, and getting Anthony Fauci in uh, to testify under oath. So uh, those are just a few of the things, but uh, you're gonna see uh, the true oversight function of the House of Representatives revive. This is our constitutional responsibility to provide oversight of the executive branch. Nancy Pelosi completely abandoned that responsibility because she didn't want to make Joe Biden look bad, but we're going to take a completely nonpartisan approach to simply fulfilling the, the obligation, the constitutional obligation of the legislative branch, and that's to provide oversight and to hold the administration accountable. What is the plan, because I, I love this, what is the plan when the FBI does what the FBI does every single time when they get called in front of Congress and they get asked hard questions? We can't comment on an ongoing investigation. We can't comment on, on a, that's all we get. That's all we get. So nothing ever happens. You bring them in, you ask them the appropriate questions, they say we can't comment, and then nothing. Is, it, that's what it, is that what it's going to be again? What's the plan for when they stonewall? Because they're going to stonewall. Well, importantly, you know, now we have the ability to actually use uh, the subpoena power uh, that comes with uh, being in charge uh, of the committees in the House of Representatives and having the majority. Uh, and so, uh, you know, for example, there has now uh, just been established by a vote of the House, a uh, select committee on the weaponization of the federal government, looking at how federal agencies uh, have been used to monitor citizens uh, and uh, have been used uh, to target American citizens. We're going to be looking into all of that. And sure, there will be stonewalling. This will be the case in any oversight that we do. They'll try to do everything they possibly can uh, to avoid transparency, to avoid accountability, uh, which is why it's important that those of us who are in oversight roles, like on the House Judiciary Committee, uh, make sure to continue to pursue the facts, uh, to not be deterred by these stonewall tactics, and to use every tool at our disposal to give the American people the information that they're entitled to. Politics is funny, it's, and locations, areas are funny because they change over time. Most people are too young to realize California was actually a reliable red state for a very long time, a Republican state. But more than just California, these blue areas of the country, a lot of places I love, not just California, New York City, I mean, these places, do they have a chance to come back? Can they come back? Because it seems like we're 10 million miles away from them ever coming back. I want them to, but it doesn't seem realistic. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at the exodus that we were talking about with California, it's even worse, much worse, actually, uh, in these major cities in California. For example, San Francisco uh, is now losing residents at a faster pace than any major city in United States history, even faster than oh. uh, Detroit, uh, when basically the city went bankrupt. Uh, and so that is just a testament. San Francisco is one of the most beautiful places in the world, and yet it's now become this sort of has this record-breaking uh, rate of people fleeing. It tells you everything you need to know about what's happening in California. And you know, you think about all the policy failures we've been talking about in California. San Francisco is like five, ten years ahead. You know, Gavin Newsom was mayor there before he was governor of California. Uh, so they're really a sign of things to come for the entire state. I do think that they can come back, though. I do think that we have you know, amazing people in these cities and across the state still. And frankly, you know, also there are a lot of parts of California uh, that are not just, uh, you know, completely blue and one-sided. I happen to uh, represent 10 different counties. The one I live in is Placer County, uh, which is a, uh, a county that is, uh, you know, kind of leading the way in terms of promoting freedom within the state of California. We actually had the, our schools and businesses open earlier than any state in, uh, in Cal any county in California. Uh, during the COVID shutdowns. We terminated our emergency earlier than any county in California. And guess where people are moving when you look at migration within the state? They're moving away from places like San Francisco or Los Angeles, and they're moving to places like Placer County, uh, where I live uh, and represent. And so even when you're sort of within a jurisdiction like California that is moving in exactly the wrong direction, you can still try to create the sort of local conditions that will allow uh, you know, citizens to, to lead their lives in the way that uh, you know, we're our country's been all about since the beginning, the idea of self-government. Yeah, Kevin Kiley, go get him, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Great to be with you. Jeff Charles. My buddy Jeff is back. He's got a lot to say. We'll talk to Jeff about that. Now, let's deal with the lady in your life. Or maybe you are the lady in your life. I know you're always cool, ladies. I know. If you have a job... I know, I know that you have a space heater under your desk. I'm aware. They keep it too cold in the office. You have a husband? I know. He keeps it too cold in the house. I, I, I get it. I get it. No matter what your needs are, maybe shoot, maybe you need it for hunting camp. Maybe you need, who knows? Eden Pure, they have the best space heater ever because it's infrared. Because it's not going to light your pets or your kids' fingers on fire. All electric and it heats up an entire room, and it's $50 off right now. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. That gets you 50 bucks off an Eden Pure, air, or Eden Pure heater. And let me tell you this thing, the Gen 40. It makes my bathroom too hot, Eden Pure. The wife turns it up on high. Anyway, EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. So slavery uh, became illegal. Now it's going to be illegal to teach slavery in schools. It seems it seems really odd. I mean, where is he going to draw the line? Somewhere the line? between abolition and now? I don't know where Ron DeSantis considers the, the history versus the now. Joining me now, my friend Jeff Charles, <laughs> contributor to Lebs, uh, Red State, Liberty Nation, author of a new book out called Chasing Liberty, coming out on February 25th. If I know Jeff, it should be good. Jeff, I understand that it's all about who you know and things like that, but how do these people get on television? I really, I really genuinely want to know. Don Lemon 
has his own television show. Don Lemon is an idiot by any measure and a moron about everything, and yet he sits there every day for an hour on CNN. It amazes me. Well, you know, I've always said, Jesse, and I, uh, you know, I, I still, I'm still debating this, but I think I'm in the wrong line of work. You can get paid big bucks if you're a black man going on a TV screen to call people racist. I mean, that that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> black men and women, they, they use these black faces to call everybody racist because it sounds better coming from a black person than from a white progressive. <laughs> All right, what is DeSantis doing? To be honest with you, Jeff, I don't know. I've seen the headlines. I've seen a couple video clips. What is what is he banning? Is he banning talks of slavery? What's he doing down there? No, no, he's not. But that is the narrative that they're running with, just the same way they did with the parental rights and education bill. So here's what happened. The College Board, which is the organization that's responsible for administering the SAT test, they came out with this advanced placement, this AP African American Studies course for older high school students. And they've been rolling out this pilot to about 60 different schools across the country. So they tried to introduce this to Florida and they rejected it, not outright. They said, basically, we're not gonna accept this as is because it doesn't have a lot of educational value, but if you retool it and resubmit it, then we'll take another look at it. And the issue wasn't so much uh, the fact that it was teaching about black history, uh, African-American studies, but as they always do, they start inserting in this Marxist propaganda. They wanted to put queer theory into it, stuff that doesn't have much to do with the history of, of black America. And it's basically, it goes against the Stop Woke Act. So it's against Florida law to basically indoctrinate children in this stuff. It has a lot of stuff inspired by critical race theory. And the main issue here, Jesse, that I have with it, it's not the fact that it has material from Marxist thinkers, because Marxism has been in the black community in, in, throughout history. The problem is that it doesn't have opposing viewpoints. Like you don't see much about, you don't see anything about like Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass, um, you, you know, Walter E. Williams, people like that. So if this is supposed to inspire critical thinking, why not include both sides? No, it was really is very much one-sided in favor of Marxism. It talked about overthrowing capitalism and, and things like that. I wish more people knew about Frederick Douglass. No one knows about Frederick Douglass. It's weird. All right, let me ask you something about the Marxism in the black community, because this is a thing. It's a thing most people don't want to talk about for various reasons, but it is a thing that has been there for quite some time. Even the Soviets were getting involved in the civil rights movement and stuff like that. How did that come about? Why is that a thing? Where where's that, where'd that come from, Jeff? You know, it really started after World War I ended. Um, and you had a lot of people coming back and in the, in the black community, they want, they were during the, especially during the Harlem Renaissance, that's where a lot of Marxist thought uh, w was taking hold in black communities. Now, most black people, even back then, and, and especially now are not Marxist. Most black people are not communist, but these influences were still coming into the community through people like W.E.B. Du Bois and, and others. But it really blew up during the, the um, <clears throat> excuse me, during the Harlem Renaissance. And then you had the, the Red Summer, the, those riots, and you know that's when it started to flourish. And they and the black community wasn't getting much of an alternative from the other party, the Republican Party. So there are a lot of black people who jumped on to that, and that legacy even still remains today. I mean, you were just bringing up people like like Don Lemon. That's where you get a lot of uh, a lot of that uh, far left wing intelligentsia. Man, are we really referring to Lemon as part of intelligentsia? Gosh, that is. <laughs> That's a sad state of affairs for this country, Jeff. All right. We uh, did have our school choice. on the House Intelligence Community. 
we did. I still, I still can't believe we had a guy who was sleeping with the Chinese spy on the House Intel Committee. You know what? Setting that aside for a moment. You have a piece out on Red State about school choice. We hear this a lot. School choice, school choice, school choice. Where do we stand on it? Are we getting better? I think I'm, I am cautiously optimistic. I mean, it is National School Choice Week right now, and Iowa finally passed a significant piece of school choice legislation. The governor there has been trying to get this going for years. He has tried twice, and it's always been voted down, but third time was a charm. So they went ahead and got that passed. Um, here in Texas, we're both in Texas, and we have our legislative session right now, and I can tell you, school choice is on the docket and it's going to be one of the main issues and i think that texas actually has a really good chance of getting this passed i mean school choice became even more hot after the past three over the past three years when people realized what their children were being taught in school so i i am optimistic i mean we had arizona passing landmark legislation last year i think more states are going to follow because it's got support from everybody even people who vote democrat want school choice. It's really the far left progressives who want the government to decide where and how our children are educated, which should be a surprise to absolutely nobody. All right, Jeff, I, I want to talk about your book because it's called Chasing Liberty. And obviously, liberty is something that is disappearing. And just to be frank, I see it disappearing. And as much as it saddens me, I see it as being inevitable. Was the left has become more authoritarian, the right will inevitably become more authoritarian. And freedom is just one of those things that is being stomped out. That's how I see it. But it's your book. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, I mean, and you and I have talked about this for a long time. And I, mm -hmm. a lot of people are becoming disenchanted with the Republican Party because what's happening, Jesse, is people are waking up to the reality that you know, when you elect a Republican, when they win, it doesn't necessarily mean that we win. There isn't enough of a difference between Republicans and Democrats, especially at the federal level, to really justify, you know, voting for them and thinking that that's a victory. So I went through a little bit of a, a political dark night of the soul after the these past midterms. I found myself surprisingly voting for more libertarians than Republicans. And what I'm talking about here isn't necessarily party. It's about putting liberty over party. Um, I think it's time for us, and you I've heard you talk about this many times, it's time to start focusing local and state level. The federal government is gone, and the only way to nullify or to push back against what they're trying to do is to get the right people in office. So this year and next year and beyond, I'm going to be focusing on local candidates who are liberty focused. I don't care what letter they have next to their name. If, if their goal is to lessen the impact of the government, then I can rock with them. So in this book, I'm telling the story of how I came to this conclusion because it's really, it was year, really years in the making. Um, previously, I, I mean, I'm a content creator. I write, I, I do commentary. And my goal was really to try to push the Republican Party to actually do what it says it does, get them to live up to their values. Um, and I was using my voice to that effect, and there still are. We still need those. But after a while, I just got tired of it. I'm like, okay, I can't mess with this party anymore. It's not going to work. I, I, I hate to say that they're beyond reform, but they need more pressure. So for me, this book is about how I made that journey, but I'm also using that story to make the case for liberty and focusing on liberty, especially at the local level. Uh, it's not gonna be a sprint. Like th th we're talking about getting people in positions at the local level over the next probably decades, before it can start bubbling up to state and then maybe to, to federal. But you can do a lot of good by making sure that you're electing um, a liberty-focused people for sheriff, 
city council, mayor, and other local offices. People forget about sheriff. Sheriff is the top law enforcement officer in your life, everybody. Remember that. Sheriff, sheriff. All right, Jeff, libertarianism. Uh, obviously, I have my love with it and my criticisms of it. I think it's the most wonderful form of government, but I also think it's not anti-communist. That has always been my problem with it is it's defensive. And I like defensive, but defensive doesn't do you any good when the freaking commies have control of everything. How do we merge those two worlds? I want government to be teeny tiny, but it ain't teeny tiny. How do we stop the people who want to make it big and oppressive to you and me? You know, I, I was talking about this yesterday. I think the key is to get control, which get political power, get political control, and then unload the gun. The government is a gun. And a lot of people are saying, oh, we need to use a government against the commies, and, and then the commies will use it against us. My thing is, take the bullets out of the gun. You get power, and then you weaken the government as much as possible so that even if it is in somebody else's control, they cannot use it to enact tyranny on the rest of the populace. And you were right about the whole growing authoritarianism thing. And it's not just on the left, it's on the right. It's about seeing that this isn't really a battle of left versus right per se. It's about authoritarianism versus liberty. And that's how we have to look at it. So in, to answer your question, that's why I think the local focus is important right now. I mean, because a lot of, you don't have a lot of liberty-minded people in Congress, whether they have an R or a D next to, to their name. There's a very few. But it's easier to get those people elected locally so that they can practice nullification using the, the, the 10th Amendment. As that influence starts to grow, then you start taking over the states. And you can even focus on the states now. And then hopefully the federal government can, can be shrunk too. But it's not going to be an easy road. It's going to take a long time. It's this, we're not talking about a decade here. We might not even be alive to see it if it works. But I think that's the best shot that we have right now, because focusing on the federal government, it's already gone. And it doesn't matter who you elect. They're going to still grow the government. Don't disagree there. OK, Jeff, the federal government sucks and our politicians suck and all those things are 100 percent facts. But I have come to maybe this is too cynical. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can talk me off the ledge. I've come to the realization that the American people themselves don't really crave freedom. Well, they like to say it, they like to sing it, they like to put their hand over their heart, and they like to see the jets fly over and the flag waving and eat hot dogs on the 4th of July, but they don't actually want freedom, because they don't know tyranny. We've never known tyranny, so we don't have any appreciation for freedom, and that we don't want it. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you are, unfortunately. But I would say the white pill is that we don't need to get every single person on board, right? There will be people who don't want liberty. They can go to states where they don't get liberty. I mean, we, we talk about a national divorce. I think it's already happening. Look at all the people moving out of yeah. California, moving out of New York and other states to places like Texas, Florida, and, and others. I think, I think if we get enough people to create that tipping point, then those who don't want liberty, they can figure out a way to, to, to say, govern me harder, daddy, and live under that. But the mm -hmm. rest of us shouldn't be forced to live under that. So I, I think that, yes, a lot of people don't want liberty. They say they do, um, even on the right. But I think that there are there are more people waking up to this stuff. I, and I get messages from people almost every day. I get letters from 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 readers saying, you know what, I used to be a Republican, but they're not about liberty. I can't support them anymore. What do I do? I think we're going to see more of that as time goes on. So I, I do think that in a lot of ways it'll get worse before it gets better. But the worse it gets, the more people are going to get fed up. Uh, Jeff, where can people get this book, Chasing Liberty? 
Yeah, so you can get it on my Substack, uh, Chasing Liberty. Um, they'll, they'll, there'll be the links there. Um, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get the book when it comes out, whether you want the ebook or the hard copy. Um, and there's also links to where you can just pre-order the book directly. There you go. Appreciate you, my man. Come back soon. Thank you. All right. We have a special, sentimental light in the mood coming up next. Before we get to that sentimental light in the mood, maybe you're sentimental about your timeshare, a timeshare that you want out of. Maybe, maybe you're still thinking about all the memories you had there, and you would like to remember it in a positive way, right? Oh, we were at the beach. I remember. Oh, that's where Grandpa fell down. Maybe, maybe that's how you are. But now, the fact you can't get out of it, it's tainting all the wonderful memories you have. Don't let that happen. Call Lone Star Transfer. They'll get you out of that timeshare. They've helped over 18,000 families get out. Family business. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They guarantee it. In writing. And in a specific time frame, they will get you out of that timeshare you think you're stuck in. One phone call away from freedom. That's what you are. Call 844-310-2646. All right? We'll be back. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. And I don't know if you know this, but today is National Spouse Day. So, but look, we'll get to that in a second. Gonna honor the best spouse. But before we get to that, you know what would make you a good spouse? Not watching your spouse starve to death because you didn't get them an emergency three-month food supply. That They'd probably love you for that. That's better than diamonds and pearls. Not starving to death. It's actually on the top of my list of things I like. Not starving to death. I bet your spouse loves it too, man or woman. My Patriot Supply has three-month emergency food kits, $200 off. They ship free. They ship fast. They ship anonymously. Please don't eat it. Save it for a rainy day, all right? It's not perishable. Stash it away. MyPatriotSupply.com, $200 off. Get that for your spouse so they don't starve to death. Now, let's go back to my, well, today. Today's National Spouse Day, and I thought... As a married man, I thought it would be appropriate to put up some pictures of my favorite spouse in the world. So here's a few. There's me. And then me. Me again. Also me. And me. National Spouse Day. I'll see you. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. 
The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com, code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.